I mean, if you choose to um, use pain as like sort of a motivation, I guess, <laughs> or um, look at it in a positive light, of course, like when you're going through something, it's hard to look at the bright side, like 100%, but I think when you use it to kind of fuel yourself to do better, then it helps a lot. I think for me, a couple painful moments I can think of. Um, okay, one big one, <laughs> which I didn't actually share about this online. But I moved to Vancouver originally with my boyfriend from my small town, like the city I used to live in. And we moved here together. And then we ended up breaking up. So we lived together and <laughs> broke up, which was not something that I really thought was going to happen. But I knew it was for the best. So I kind of had to put myself through that like really difficult situation of like breaking up with someone that I was with for like over two years, like almost three years, and that I lived with. So that was definitely like a pretty hard period for me. This is like a year ago. Welcome everyone to Life is Lisa podcast. Our mission at Life is Lisa is to share people's stories and the challenges that they have overcome so that those who are listening in can get the strength, the courage, and the hope to be their better selves. And today we have a very inspiring guest. She's the one who envisioned her dream life and is now bringing it into reality. She's inspiring a huge community of over a quarter of a million people to do so themselves. By looking at her content, you start wondering, is my dream life also reality? Can I also bring it into reality through consistency, hard work, embracing painful growth and taking full ownership? Let's see. Emmy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me and for the amazing introduction. I'm oh, it's such a pleasure to have you. I was wondering, let, let's start with your journey. I know that you've moved to Vancouver and you're enjoying the city life and you're saying that it's quite a big change for you. What was, why did you decide to move there in the first place and how did your journey start? Yeah, so I decided to move to Vancouver for work originally. So I was still actually in university and well, I always knew I wanted to leave the town that I grew up in um, just because <laughs> it's a pretty small town and I knew that I wanted to live in a bigger city. Um, but I ended up getting an internship for a company here in Vancouver. So yeah, I did the internship remotely. And then when things kind of started settling down from COVID, I finally moved to Vancouver and started working full-time here in marketing. Yeah. And what kind of changes did moving to Vancouver um, help? Because I can imagine living in a big city, more opportunities, more growth, more people. How has that change been for you? Has it been also pushing you a lot or was it quite an easy transition? And what happened from doing that? Yeah, for me, it was a huge change. Oops, sorry, I don't hear that. It was a huge change, but definitely like a very positive change for me and also like helped me get out of my comfort zone a lot. So for me, I actually didn't do any sort of content creation prior to Vancouver. But as soon as I moved to Vancouver, I, I have always wanted to kind of put myself out there and create content and all of that stuff. But I was always too like shy to do it, especially in a small town, I feel. I think it was kind of holding me back and I was maybe worried about what people would think or whatever. So I think moving here 
kind of pushed me because I didn't know anyone. It was a new city, a new environment. Um, I moved to like a, a new apartment and everything. So I was super inspired to kind of start creating content. And so I started vlogging my life as well and then grew a lot from there. But it definitely pushed me to go out of my comfort zone, um, go to events and stuff because I had no friends here. So I had to meet new people. Um, yeah, naturally, I'm kind of an introverted person. So definitely, I think putting yourself in a new city or environment definitely kind of helps you kind of forces you to grow a lot for sure. I can definitely relate to that because I moved myself. I'm originally from Ukraine and I grew up in Kiev and I always knew that I want to, I want to move to Europe somewhere. So I moved to Amsterdam for my university studies. And it was also such a big change because you have your family and friends in your hometown. And then you're suddenly all by yourself in this new town. You have to figure everything out. And I found that that made me grow so much, just figuring it out, trying to make friends, learning about the new culture of the, I, I'm not sure if there was a big cultural difference for you, but for me, there was the cultural difference of being the Eastern, Eastern Europe and then in Western Europe. But I always thought that, I think that was one of the biggest elements of my personal, personal improvement journey, just making that move and figuring so many things on my own. And I really love parts of your content when you always say that most of the times it's those painful moments when you, where you grow the most. And um, what were some of the moments that where you grew the most, where maybe when you were going through something in the moment, you were thinking, yeah, I don't really enjoy that. But then now looking back at it, you're th thinking, yeah, oh my God, this was the moment when I actually grew the most. <laughs> Yeah, I think I've had a lot of those moments and yeah, definitely agree. Like you grow, I mean, if you choose to um, use pain as like sort of a motivation, I guess, <laughs> or um, look at it in a positive light, of course, like when you're going through something, it's hard to look at the bright side, like 100%. But I think when you use it to kind of fuel yourself to do better, then it helps a lot. I think for me, a couple painful moments I can think of. Um, okay, one big one, which I didn't actually share about this online, but I moved to Vancouver originally with my boyfriend from my small town, like the city I used to live in. And we moved here together and then we ended up breaking up. So we lived together and <laughs> we broke up, which was not something that I really thought was going to happen, but I knew it was for the best. So I kind of had to put myself through that like really difficult situation of like breaking up with someone that I was with for like over two years, like almost three years and that I lived with. So that was definitely like a pretty hard period for me. This was like a year ago, but I also knew that it would help me a lot. Like, cause I knew it wasn't the right relationship for me long-term. And I think through that pain, I decided to use all the energy that I put towards the relationship into myself and kind of like my goals and what I wanted to do. And it helped a lot, honestly, like after that, I just, I spent all that extra time kind of focusing on like my work, my goals, what I wanted to do, my, my health and everything. And like social media wise, I grew a lot in that period, like really quickly. So I think that was a sign, but also in like personal development wise, for sure. I, I think it helped me become more confident, kind of know that, I can kind of push through those difficult moments, I guess. 
And then also it helped me a lot in terms of friendships, kind of putting more focus and effort into my friends and seeing who was really there for me and everything and realizing the value of like family and friends as well. So I think those were a lot of big things, but definitely any breakups for sure have always <laughs> helped me grow so much. Like they suck at first, but I'm always like, mm, I'm probably going to level up from this. <laughs> and I do. So if you like look at it that way, like it kind of helps. Of course, you're going to be sad for a few months or whatever, for however long it takes. But if you use that extra energy to kind of fuel, I don't know, to use it towards something good, then it definitely helps. And then, yeah. I think that's a main one for me recently, at least. <laughs> you know, life always comes up with more and more challenges that are coming our way. It's like whenever you get over one challenge, like, okay, here's the next one. Here you go. Let's see how you can do that one. Exactly. And I can only imagine once you move to a different city and then also facing this other challenge, breaking up and it's even make, making it extra difficult and extra hard. And I'm so proud of you for actually managing to use all of this energy and fueling into your personal growth and doing everything that you mentioned, growing your social media, investing in personal development and realizing the values of friends and uh, family. I was also wondering in that moment, you said you knew that it was something that was not meant for you and you had the courage to actually take the steps and to do the, what, what was needed to actually to help your future self to live the life that your future self wanted. And I was wondering, how did you actually have that courage slash vision for yourself? How did you actually knew that that was the right step? Because I can imagine something someone watching now could be thinking, but how can I know that? How can I know that something better is coming or should I just stay where I am? How can I have this trust that the future will actually be better? Yeah, for me, I think I've always been kind of into self-development and everything. So maybe the, luckily the year before that I was doing a lot of like self-development, reading, kind of getting to know myself better, um, practicing a lot of self-love. And I think that's honestly what pushed me to make that decision because it had been some time where things weren't going great, but we, I could have stayed there for sure. Like I could have just settled and stayed in that situation because it was comfortable. But I think I had like this really big vision for the type of life that I want to live. And these things weren't aligning for me. And I was like, hmm, things aren't changing. I don't know. I felt like that if I stayed there and I didn't do that hard thing, I would just like live my whole life. And relationship wise, I think it would have just been like settling for something that maybe wasn't right for either of us. Whereas I could just go through the really hard moment or period in time now and then like that would mean that the right person or whatever would come into my life in the future i think i just i've had this trust and i don't know the universe or whatever or myself as well knowing that if if it didn't feel right and i knew it wasn't right then if i decided to go through the tough times then i would be rewarded with <laughs> With something, something better. better in the future. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I had in my head. I knew like either or whatever like was meant to be would happen and that the universe kind of had my back, I guess. And honestly, think, yeah, that, that was the case for sure. Yeah, I, I think it's it's so beautiful how sometimes surrendering and just seeing what, what comes can actually brings so many great things that we don't even 
expect. And sometimes I think I also saw that quote that I absolutely love on your page. You were mentioning that you'll not get always what you want, but you will always get what's actually meant for you. And I find that quote quite soothing just to hear that because you know that you don't need to stress out too much and actually what's meant to you will come. Obviously, you still need to put on the effort, do the hard work and all of that thing, but still having this faith and trust in a better future, I think is so powerful. And I do feel like that's a crucial element of successful of people who are successful. They actually believe in the better future and they believe that they can actually do something about it and having this a bit of a faith element. That's why I was also so curious to hear your perspective on how did you manage to actually do that and take those steps? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, for me, 100%, I think it was a, when you choose yourself, I really do feel like that good things come. Because of that, when you like really do put yourself first and choose yourself and choose like the future you want, whether it's like hard in the moment, um, yeah, the right things will come your way, the right people, the right opportunities. If you're just like doing your best to be your best and like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how you mentioned that you were already quite a bit into the self-development before. What are some of the habits that you've managed to build that you would say are the most impactful one for you? Maybe, I don't know, if you do them part of, of your morning routine, you can share your morning routine, or maybe if you don't do them as every day, but still are very impactful. What are some of the most important ones for you? And I, because I feel like that's a, such an important part of the self-development is actually building consistent habits. So I'm super curious to hear which ones are for you. Yeah, for me, I think I always struggled with habits. Or like having some sort of routine. So yeah, I don't naturally, I'm not naturally as organized and everything as I seem, I think. <laughs> but it was something that I knew that I needed to work on to like organize my life better and to kind of just like create a routine for my mental health and just also like to be able to get everything I want to do done as well and be like productive and efficient, I guess. But I think some things that are very crucial for me are just like taking time to either reflect or I guess mindfulness for sure, whether that being journaling. I don't journal every day. I was for a while. I would like to get back into it, but I think meditation for sure, if that's something you're into. For me recently, I've been doing a lot of either like getting ready meditations or walking meditations because I don't mm. love just sitting. I feel like I zone, zone out if I just am sitting there meditating, which obviously it's a practice. You have to like learn, but I'm working on it, but I do a lot of like walking meditations. I think for me getting outside once a day, at least to either go on a walk or something is very important for me. I love to be outside <laughs> and I, I think reconnect with nature and then taking time also to not be on your phone. I think for me, cause I do social media and like, that's kind of my whole job, like either social media or I do marketing as well. So I'm like on my phone or computer pretty much all the time. So I really need to, or it's really important for me to have some sort of balance where I'm like disconnected or at least maybe the first hour in the morning, I'm not, you know, on my phone. I don't check it yet if I have the time to do that. Yeah. So that's important to me. And then also movement for sure. I try to, I try to work out in the mornings because I find that I, it just motivates me a lot when I like do that hard thing. <laughs> first thing in the day, get it over with. And then I also have more energy after that. So that's a big thing for me. 
So building consistency with that. And yeah, I think pretty simple. Like I, I don't actually do anything super complex in the morning. It's usually I try to work out, try not to go on my phone. You know, I'll drink my greens or something. <laughs> take, take some time to like either meditate or listen to something like a podcast or something that's going to like set the tone for the day, like positively, I guess. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. I think it's very interesting because I, I find it whenever we look at someone's page on social media, we might get this feeling, oh my God, they're so organized. They do this thing every day and uh, they have this special morning routine or this wellness practice. And I love that you're being so honest about it. That saying that actually I'm not that organized and it, I, I'm struggling a bit with this building habits. I'm getting better at it. And I love the self-awareness when you were mentioning that when you do the meditation, just sitting down, that you tend to zone out and just knowing what works best for you. I have never heard of walk walking meditations. Um, I, it's definitely something that I'll give a try. Do you do it on the app or? Yeah, it's this app I've been using recently. It's Superhuman. Oh yeah. Meditations by Mimi. So she gave me access to it actually, and yeah, it's been great. So. They do the walk. I really like the walking ones because I love walking. So I'll go on my walk and listen to it. And then you just feel like inspired and motivated. And it makes you a lot more present, I feel, as well. And I'm really yeah. lucky that I live like in Vancouver. So I'm right by the seawall. So I go walking like along the ocean. So it's just like amazing. I'm like very thankful for that. So I, I, I remember I was also seeing that uh, you mentioned that you always dreamt about having an apartment with ocean view. And now that's your reality. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Like, I don't know if whoever's listening believes in manifestation, but I do. And I really genuinely like manifested this apartment. Obviously, I put in the work to be able to like live in an apartment like this, but I had very specific details of everything I wanted and it came to life like in a super interesting way. So can you can you share the story? How did it come to life? And because I also really wanted to also ask you about manifestation a bit, because I feel like sometimes it's a bit um, not interpreted in the right way is if you just should think your way into success and do nothing about it. So I, I'm really curious to hear your perspective on it and the story about the apartment. Let's hear that if you're yeah, willing to share. Of course. So I've, I think I've always liked, well, not always, but the past few years I've been doing like vision boards. Actually, my mom, my mom is super into all this stuff. So I grew up with, with my mom being really like spiritual and like loving self-development and all that stuff. So she would always make her vision boards and she'd always try to get me to do it, but I didn't really understand it. So I, I don't think I cared, but <laughs> once I started understanding, getting into like this whole world, I started making vision boards and actually the first like big vision board I made, I like uh, took a bunch of pictures from Pinterest and then bought a board and printed them all out and like made it all cute and it was more of like an overall life thing and that's when I still lived in my hometown and I actually didn't know when I was going to be moving to Vancouver I had no idea like what type of place I would be living in or anything um it was kind of very up in the air up in the air um but I made this vision board and then two months later like I well it was with my like ex-boyfriend but he wasn't able to move so I thought like I wasn't going to be moving or maybe I would just stay there and do like work remotely. But then all of a sudden he like decided he wanted to get a job down here. And so it was like super quick. We moved within like two weeks and I like found miraculously found my old apartment on like Facebook marketplace. 
and it was like perfect apartment it was already furnished like the price was good beautiful like big and like i saw it and it was posted like two minutes ago so i like immediately messaged the guy and i was like there's no way we're getting this and then anyways he had so many responses and everything turns out my ex's like friend worked with him so he was like if you guys want it you can have it he had like hundreds of people trying to apply for it so like we just got it like right away so and it was like kind of a dream apartment for me at the time so that was one thing like everything just happened very quickly and then more recently when i moved into my new apartment i was actually traveling for four months prior to like moving here so i was in the u.s and mexico i was visiting family and friends but i knew that i wanted to come back to vancouver so but i didn't have a place and i wasn't i wasn't physically here to like view places and stuff so i kind of like earlier at, at the start of the year i made a new vision board and i kind of wrote down or i put a picture i put it on my phone actually and I put a picture of like the type of apartment I wanted, like ocean view, floor to ceiling windows, all of that like, kind of white finishings and everything. And then I also wrote down, so I, I would say this is more like, yeah, like manifesting like by writing things as well, visualization with like the pictures and then writing everything down. So I wrote down exactly what I wanted. So I wrote down, I wanted, um, yeah, an, a one bedroom, uh, floor to ceiling windows, white finishings, a big balcony, a view of the ocean. I wanted it to be above the 20th floor, like in the exact area. I knew the exact area and I had no idea how I was going to get it. I was just like, I wrote it all down. This was months before I got it. And then it came time where I started needing to like look for a place. And I like started messaging a bunch of people. They weren't answering me or they were saying like, no, like if you're not in town, like there's other people who want it. So, so I was like starting to freak out a little bit, but then I actually, one of my best friends lives in this building and I'd already been here before and I loved it. I was like, this is kind of like my dream building. And, but I didn't really think like, oh, I could live here. <laughs> so I was like, what do I, why don't I ask her? And then I kind of got in my head, like, okay, I want a unit in this building. And I already had all the other specifics. <laughs> and so I messaged my friend and she's like, okay, I'll ask around. She asked around, got an answer. Like there's a group chat in the building. She asked around, got an answer. This one guy said that his friend was moving out. And so she got me in contact with like the property management people. Turns out it was her property manager as well. So she already had the connection. And then I was like, I want it. And they're like, okay, well, we don't even have pictures of it yet. We don't know anything. I was like, okay, whatever. Like, just let me know. And I started the application process. And then I think that they approved me and I still didn't know what it looked like. And then they... They're like, okay, we'll send you the pictures. And then the guy, the tenant that was in here before, he sends me a picture of the view first thing. And he's like, here's the view, like best, best facing side in my opinion. And it was like the ocean view. It was like exactly what I had like on my, my pictures, like on my vision board. And I was like, wow, I had no idea like which way it was facing or anything or which floor. So I was I'm still shocked that you, you're like, yeah, yeah, let's move in with the application process. Have never seen the pictures. There's <laughs> no idea. The part like, yeah, I love the truck. Yeah, I was like, I need to apply because I knew that like people were like looking for apartments like crazy. So I knew that if I didn't start now before they put it on the market, I. <laughs> so I was just trusting, trusting I'm the just universe, I guess. <laughs> 
And it I'm worked. Just... It was literally exactly what I wanted. I was just saying, I'm laughing because, you know, on your posts or your stories, you see you say, yeah, you got to trust the process, but you also actually do it. You actually live through this. <laughs> you, yeah. you just, you, you do what you preach. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I do it a little too delusionally, but things work over. <laughs> That's the issue is I do, this type of stuff happens to me a lot where it's like, you think I'm being like really delusional. I'm like, no, it's going to work out. And then it works out. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying do that, but for me, it seems to work. I think I, I'm very heavily noting because that has happened in my life so many times. I, I think, so uh, let's also dive deeper a bit into the manifestation topic because I, my introduction to manifestation was by my older sister when I was, let's say like seven or eight years old. And uh, she showed me this movie, which was called The Secret. And me as a very gullible child, I was like, oh my God, I can imagine anything and just write it down, think about it, and it will come to reality. Is it so? And my sister's like, yeah, yeah, it is so. And I was convinced. And ever since then, I just started doing it. And my first adventure, which actually happened was, I really wanted to go to Paris that summer. And I asked my parents, is it possible that we go to Paris? And they said, no, it's not possible this year. But I had a different plan in mind and I knew that I could do it <laughs> because my sister told me that manifestation works. <laughs> so then I drew a picture of the Eiffel Tower and I put the dates of when I'm in Paris and I drew myself there with my family anyways. And then I forgot about it. And then literally that summer, we did end up going to Europe. We did end up going to Paris and also the dates matched exactly. So when we were in Paris, the dates were exactly those dates. Then I looked back at it. I was like, of course, I knew that I'm going to go to Paris. Of course, when the Europe trip came up, I also mentioned that we also want to go to Paris. And But I had no idea that even the dates would match. And the dates were so specific. It was like 27th of July till uh 11th of august and it was like exactly the date and i was just shocked i was like oh no it exactly it works what else can i manifest <laughs> and then <laughs> and that's why it, it's so interesting how i feel like when you do trust the universe and some things actually do happen and we don't understand always how everything works but i feel like having this belief and faith in something and envisioning it exactly is part of it and it definitely helps to bring your dream life into the reality at least having that vision and being very sure of what that vision is and i was wondering what do you think are some other elements uh, of actually manifesting that into reality yeah i think you have to really believe that it's like possible for you so i feel like if you say like oh i'm gonna move here but you don't believe it at all and it's like kind of like super far-fetched like, I wouldn't say, like, oh, I'm going to go buy a giant mansion or something. You know what I mean? Like, that wouldn't have been my goal right then because it would make no sense, right? You have to, like, take the steps. So I feel like you have to, like, think about it realistically as well. Like, I knew it was possible for me to find an apartment. I wasn't sure where. I wasn't sure how. But I was like, okay, this is what I want. I got very specific with it. And then I also put in the work to try and find it, right? So you have to... Be somewhat realistic with it. You can make like a bigger vision of like what you want your life to look at like or anything, but I feel like you also have to do it in smaller picture too of like in six months or a year, like your current life. And then kind of also goal plan, like how am I going to get there too? Because it's one thing, like, as you said, 
people think you manifest and you just expect it to happen. You don't do anything about it, but you can't be like, oh, I want this. And then you're like, okay, I'm not going to do anything about it. Right. Like, yeah, sit and wait. Sit and wait. <laughs> yeah. You have to take action and like take aligned action, like towards your goals and like things will start falling into place, but you have to put in the work yourself and also believe that it's going to work out too. And I also want to say, isn't it funny that your mom and you all along, <laughs> that the vision boards work. And I was like, why do moms always know? <laughs> and then it was great. <laughs> I thought she was like a little, like too woo woo. I was like, okay, cool. And now I'm like, get it. <laughs> it, it does, it does work. And uh, what are, what, what is on your vision board at the moment? Because you already live in your dream apartment with the ocean view. How do you still keep dreaming and what is on your vision board? Yeah, I think for me, that was the goal like right now, right? Like for, I, I don't want to live in the city forever. Um, I think maybe longer term, I would love to live like in a house by the ocean. I would love to live in Spain. I actually lived in Spain for a year um, in university. So I think not soon but like down the road i would love to like live in spain again at some point um so bigger things like that and then i think some personal goals too career-wise more like within this year i have yeah i think but nothing mm -hmm. like huge. like i'm very happy with like my living situation and i do want to be here for the next like year or two or whatever and then see where life takes me i guess too And would you want social media to be your main career or how do you view social media? Would you yeah. want it to be your main career? Um, so I was doing it full time. So I, I quit, actually quit. I guess I didn't even say that, but last year when I went through the breakup and everything, I also quit my job, quit my full-time job and just like moved <laughs> out and literally went traveling for four months. And I was just, I, I wanted to ask, why did you go traveling for four months? Yes. So this was almost a, yeah, a year ago now. I like broke up with my boyfriend, <laughs> moved out, went traveling for four months. I also quit my job and then I was just doing my social media full time. And then when I moved back here, so I've always done marketing, like my, I have my marketing degree and then I, that I moved here to, for a job in marketing and like, I have a lot of connections and like a network in the marketing space. So I've always been like a marketer and I thought, I've always thought I was going to have my own like agency. That was my goal. And then I kind of started doing social media by, like it was random. It was kind of by, by accident, I guess. Um, I didn't really know you could Nothing make it. happens by accident, Amy. Nothing happens by accident. <laughs> True. <laughs> But I think I didn't really like understand that you could make a career out of it prior to getting into social media. But then... Yeah, I think I see myself. So I actually now, since I moved back to Vancouver, I've taken on clients doing marketing. So I have my own like marketing agency. So I'm growing that as well. And then also doing my social media. So everything's to do with marketing and social media. But yeah, I still see myself continuing to grow, um, trying to focus on my social media and like providing as much value as I can. Like, I think letting people get to know me a little bit better. because I feel like I do a lot of, you know, vlogging and aesthetic stuff, but people don't really know me personally that well. So I'm trying to figure out, 
kind of be more open, I guess, and share a bit more about my life. So I've always been more of a reserved person, which is surprising, even though I'm like so public on social media, but like, I don't share much about my personal life or anything. Like, for example, no one even knew I broke up with my boyfriend. I never talked about it. <laughs> like stuff like that. Cause I, I don't know why I'm just very kind of reserved in that sense, but I think I want to open up more with people. Cause I know, for example, that sort of thing, like so many people, that's a very normal thing to happen in life. And like, it's also people deal with breakups in different ways. And I know that I have seen creators or other people talk about it and it's helped me in the past. So I think I want to open up a bit more and yeah, keep growing that and then also grow my agency. I was also thinking that it also, whenever someone shares something tough that they're going through in their personal life, it also makes them so much more relatable. Whenever I see any creator actually sharing something and doing it in a genuine way, you're like, whoa, you also relate to them on, on, on being human because all of us experience some kind of sort of difficulty and whenever, and it's just so helpful whenever someone does. And that's why I'm also so proud of you for mentioning it here on this podcast of anyone who is listening now and they're really getting to know you and they will feel also a bit more connected because they also get to know these sides of you and that you're actually an introvert that has almost three, 300,000 people across platforms <laughs> following you and your life and what you're up to. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> more of I've become more extroverted because of pushing myself out of my. But I used to be so shy. When I was it's, it's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine because now you're having this interview with a stranger that you've never met before. Because <laughs> like, yeah, I'm quite introverted. <laughs> but yeah, I also about I think about myself that I am definitely mostly introverted and that I definitely recharge when I'm by myself. And that's a big part of it. And I really now, as I understand you a bit more that you're also introverted and I really like, and I personally could resonate when you were mentioning on your, in your content that energy is currency and you, we need to be very um, mindful of how we spend it and to be able to set boundaries and to just say no to some things that they're no longer serving or no longer serving us or just not serving us because we don't have time and capacity and energy to do that. And I was wondering how, how is it easier for you to set boundaries to say where you, you want to spend the energy and where you just want to reserve it? Is it easier for you to make those distinctions and preserve your energy? And how do you do that? Yeah, actually, that's a really good question because that was a goal I made for this month. Because I think the past few months, like, I live in a city, there's so much going on. There's, like, I think this summer, since things kind of opened up way more again, um, there were so many events, like, influencer events and, like, things and trips and so much stuff going on. So it was a really busy summer, which was really fun. But also, I felt so tired (laughs) after it. And then the past two months, like, I was just traveling and stuff. And, like, I had one of my, like, my best friend was visiting and my birthday and like other people's birthdays and so many things. Um, and then Halloween, this was what triggered <laughs> me feeling this way was this past Halloween. It was so fun, but it was like three days of like some, like a concert, an event, like everything, like it was too much. And I just decided, okay, November, I'm going to be extremely picky with what I say yes to, because I need to like preserve that energy for myself and what I want. And I felt like I was giving away a lot of my energy to 
these other things that weren't really that beneficial to me in a sense. So I think, yeah, it's hard to say no to things. Well, for some people it's easy. I feel like for myself, I do sometimes have a hard time saying no because I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this friend forever. Now they're, they want to do something or, oh, like, what if I don't go to this event? Like, maybe I'm missing out on something or I feel like because living in a city, it's so much busier, I kind of feel. But yes, I think I'm working right now on saying no, being very selective with what I choose to do and choosing to only do things that are good for me, like for either like good for my soul, for my mind, for my health. Because, yeah, when you like give away too much of your energy, you end up feeling super drained and then it affects like your personal life. Yeah. And also something that I, I could definitely relate to what you were just mentioned so much and something that I, oh, it was actually, it's quite interesting because it was also the Halloween and the Halloween party. And I agreed to go into the Halloween party, even though I really did not feel like it. I didn't want to go out and party, but all of my friends were going and I didn't want to be the only one who was not going. So I was like, okay, let me just go. But then I got, I was there and I, w I was not fully enjoying it because I felt like I, you know, I, I, my, my inner self was like, no, I wanted to just have a chilled night tonight. And I'm now here surrounded with all these people and it's not something I want to do. And then I, I felt like a bit of an inner conflict inside me in that moment. And I thought it's very interesting because sometimes we might do something that to not feel guilty in front of our friends or, and we do sacrifice our own energy, but then it drains it so much more than that impact of actually say, setting the boundary and saying no. And, you know, maybe, maybe your friends would be a bit disappointed because they wanted you there uh, just to spend a great time with you. But at the same time, it's so powerful to actually claim your own energy and set that boundary whenever you need, because you would not enjoy it if you're there and your body or mind soul say like, no, you're not, you should not be here. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like it's, it, you feel proud of yourself when you actually say no and you're like, it was hard for you to say no, but then after you feel so good, because you're like, I didn't even want to go to this. <laughs> and then you're like, and I did it. I said, no, I set a boundary. <laughs> so I, totally I, I, I always wonder about those people who, for whom it's easy to say no, because it's never has been that easy for me, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. definitely... What are some of your other goals for November? You mentioned uh, setting the boundaries and saying saying no. Yeah, for November, um, just focusing on my health, getting back into a really like good workout routine, and then just being like really productive and focused with my work because I'll be traveling a bit in December. So I just decided November is going to be kind of like a focus month, like be really productive, like with my like social media and also my like marketing stuff and my health and just focus on that so that in December when I do go I'm going to Mexico for Christmas with my family so I want to be able to go and just like relax and not be like oh I have so many things to do that I didn't get done and I really wanted to set it up properly so that I'm like I can just relax and enjoy my time with my family do you also speak Spanish by the way yes I do so your family is Spanish? No, so my family, <laughs> yeah, my family, I was born in Costa Rica. Oh, nice. My mom's Costa Rican and my dad's Canadian. And then Mexico's just random. My grandma on my dad's side, like my Canadian grandma, um, she actually had a house down there. And so we would do every single Christmas 
in Mexico because my family doesn't live in the same like province or state. So we'd always just see each other for Christmas. Oh, that's beautiful. And before I ask my last question, where can people connect with you, reach out to you, get inspired by your you creating your dream life? Yes, of course, on social media. So I'm very active on Instagram. I post like a reel almost every day. And then I'm posting stories all the time. And then my TikTok is the same content as my reels. So you'll see the same thing. I would just say follow me on Instagram or both. Um, I post some like trending stuff on TikTok and everything. And then I'll also be starting my YouTube channel very soon. So if you want to go subscribe, there will be content coming up for sure within the next few months. And then I'll be going very consistently in the new year with my YouTube channel. That way I feel like I can, people can get to know me a lot better through YouTube. Definitely. I feel like through the longer type, through the longer type content, it's so much easier to actually get to know the person. So I'm very excited for your YouTube channel. Thank you. And my last question, it's quite a challenging one. So brace yourself. <laughs> you're 80 years old. Let's say you're 80 years old. You're looking back at your life and you're thinking, I wish I've done that. So now going back to this very present moment, there's something that you already know you really, really need to do, but you have not done it yet. What would that something be for you, if anything? Hmm. Um, That's a hard one. I know. Yeah, I really like to make the guests think. <laughs> yeah, I like that question, though. I feel like I do think that way. Like, I always think when... I am old, am I going to be like proud of the life I built or that I lived? And I think for me, I just want to like look back and know that I really pursued my passions and pursued a life like filled with happiness and also peace, I guess. Um, and yeah, just like taking the risks I guess that's not a very specific answer. It's kind of hard. Um, yeah, I think I would definitely, one thing I want to do again is I want to, okay, this is one specific thing. I want to go and live in France for two or three months and learn to speak French fluently. Ooh, yeah, beautiful. So I, yeah, I want to learn French properly because I know a bit, but not great. I mean, you speak Spanish, so that would, you, you've got an advantage there. <laughs> I guess that's one thing to give you a more solid answer. <laughs> oh, Amy, thank you so much for coming to this show. I had such a pleasure to get to know you a bit more and who you are as a person. You're a very beautiful person, very beautiful energy. And I, it was such an honor, pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much. This was amazing. And you're very easy to talk to. And I had a great time. Aw, thank you so much.